Hello, welcome to the Mind Over Money podcast. This is where we challenge the status quo as to how Americans are educated about money. I'm your host, John Moriarty. I am an entrepreneur, author, radio show personality, and a financial professional since 1995. And above all else, I am an advocate for people who want to think differently about their money and finance-related decisions. I am the founder and president of E3 Consultants Group. It is my passion to awaken your inner entrepreneur and transform your mindset about money so you can move from worry to wealth and ultimately to worthiness, where you give yourself permission to enjoy the life you have built. We on? We live? We're live, baby. All right. So another uh, Mind Over Money podcast, uh, John Moriarty here, got Christopher Stone, the blue collar broker, yes, sir. with me as well. I think uh, the last time we were in this room, we did a uh, podcast talking about the journey of an entrepreneur. Um, I did most of the talking because I was talking about my journey, so maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have more of a conversation here than a, uh, than a monologue on sure. this one. So you, uh, when we were on the air last time, you talked about the idea of work-life balance, maybe going into that a little bit deeper, at least setting the stage. Cause yeah, I want to set the stage for work-life balance because now at the level I'm at, I realize I have zero balance. Right. Right. And so that's when I kind of hired a coach. And then I know you have a couple of coaches you've worked with different reasons like energy and NLP sure. and all that stuff. But the main reason I want to speak about more work-life balance with your life is obviously you're at a whole nother level of a career. You're married. You have kids. You're on boards. Sure. Like we could go for days. Right. Figuring out how how is it real. Yeah. Like in, in the biggest point too I want to mention with it too is your ability to say no. Right. Because yeah. I think as an entrepreneur when you're growing a business – you want to say yes to everybody because you've been in that mindset when you started to scratch anything. You got to say yes to everybody, and so everybody wants your attention. And you know you have the ability to to know where you need to be and when you need to be there, and and make it happen. Sure. So I kind of want to know what that looks like, and have you always been balanced, or were you redlining? And maybe maybe your wife was. Well, that, you know. so that's where I I kind of started thinking about this, and instead of me coming in here and just spouting, you know. Oh, here are my thoughts on work-life balance. I was I was thinking more of not so much advice, but how do you get your mindset to understand where you are in life and what what balance means to you? So it was like first for me, it's okay. You got to define balance, and that's going to depend on the resources you have available to you. And the resources that I think about for an entrepreneur are time talent and capital sure so i i will look back kind of thinking oh all right if i really started being an entrepreneur say in 1995 when i was 21 i got into the financial services industry when i'm in my early 20s i have plenty of time time is a asset and a resource i have lots of what i didn't have was talent talent to speak of in the industry i might have been smart i might have you know, been a hard worker, been disciplined, but I didn't I didn't know the business. Sure. So I didn't have talent and I definitely didn't have capital. So it's like at that point when you look at work life balance when you're single, when really what you have to focus on is your career and maybe your buddies that, you know, still wanna go out till two, three AM in the morning because they're yeah. not ready to grow up. You look at that and say, Well, what's balance there? To balance to me is until I can get 
my talent built up or I, I, I can get my capital built up, I got to use time and leverage it as much as possible. So I might work 60, 80 hours a week because I want to learn more. I want to prove myself. I want to build relationships. And I might do that until something changes in my life. So for me, I did that right out of the gate. And then when I met my wife kind of three years into my career um, and we were dating, things would kind of change. So, you know, me maybe prioritizing a little bit more of building that relationship meant maybe I didn't go out, you know, till one and two in the morning, hang out with my buddies. Maybe we went on a date. I came home, worked late at night, woke up the next day. You know, so I, I you change your routine. Sure. But it doesn't mean you're you're pulling back from the business. You just say, hey, I got to be smarter. You know, so maybe I'm reading things. I'm trying to learn. I'm asking more questions of people versus just trying to figure it out myself. Sure. You know, so early on, until you can build talent, you can build capital, you got to leverage time. And I think that's where – in our conversations, you're kind of focusing on that at a high level where a lot of people probably don't focus on it. You know, sure. You, you meet people that you're like, okay, they're a go-getter. They're disciplined. They're they're doing their thing. And then you meet other people and you're like, okay, I don't understand their deal. Why are why are they not running around? The guys that say, hey, I'm not making any money, but uh, enjoy the four-day Labor Day weekend. Oh, right. you off this weekend? Right, <laughs> right, great. yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of thought about that and then said, okay – how did that change? So it wasn't work-life balance where all of a sudden I was like, I got to cut back and I got to I gotta really focus on, you know, balance in my life to where I, I, I'm stressed out. None of that ever really occurred for me. It was always a, what are my priorities? So maybe as my talent increased and my capital increased at the same time in my personal life, other things were happening. I was getting married. I was having kids. You've got other what I'll call stuff that you have to focus on. Maybe it's the community. Maybe it's boards. Maybe it's you know you're buying a house and this weekend you gotta you know you gotta help with the stuff around the house. You know I, right. I can't just decide. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go work all day and lock myself in the room. So there you're you're kind of it, the balance comes from the other things that you prioritize that have value. But you also say to yourself, it's not that work isn't as important or isn't important, but I worked really, really hard and only focused maybe on my career for like a, a window of time. Maybe it was five or 10 years. And I do that so that I don't have to do that forever. Now, maybe I want to, maybe I want to work really hard at certain things, but at some point, could you get burnt out? And I think that's where people talk about yeah, the work-life balance. Yeah, let me speak balance. to that. So what would you say to an entrepreneur, obviously like a lot of new entrepreneurs who just took out the loan, who just started the business, who might have to work 80 to 100 hours and because they don't have any capital? Yeah. But you also need to at some point start listening to your body, and that's where I get a little relentless where you know, I'll, take, uh, I'll try to get up Saturday morning at 3 like I always do and end up sleeping 19 hours because my body's just it, – it's it's – it's tapped out. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's one of those things where you will run as hard as you can, and then you got to listen to your body. Or, like, if your body says, hey, I got to sleep for the next night, you just you need to do it. Right. I think it's the problem, the, the old adage, burning candles at both ends, right? So <laughs> the idea is you're working really hard. But what are you giving up for? Do you is your is your body deteriorating? Is your mental capacity? You know, are you stressing yourself out? Are you giving yourself migraines? Like at some point, if your body can't 
move with you along the way, you're you're going to lose an engine and you're going to blow a gasket and all right. of a sudden you're going to be in the hospital or you're right. going to you know I know guys that will work and they work so hard that they put themselves in a hospital with pneumonia or you know I've got a couple of business partners that they've done that and it's like that's a big deal like you can't you it, can't just work yourself until a point yeah. where you have to go to the hospital. And what's weird is, too, when you're an entrepreneur, we all take stress differently. So I never realize, like, I don't really get stressed. I may get right. aggravated. I don't get stressed. But I do realize the amount of stuff I have going on has its own effect on on my body. And regardless of what mentally I figure I can keep doing, right. eventually it shows up because I think it compartmentalizes in different – you just you just keep whatever it takes. Yes, and I think that goes to the – adage of working smarter not harder it's not that you i always i'll I'll talk with people like oh you just you work really smart because you're out golfing or you're you know you're doing these other things but what they just see when you're not in the office but what they don't realize is being in the office is just one component to making your business go it's you're out meeting people you're networking you're on the phone you know you're getting up early to finish up emails before people get their day going because you you've got a schedule you you know how to manage your time right if you don't know how to manage your time you could seem real busy and yet not get anything accomplished so again it goes always back to this idea of time is the most important resource but it's important because once you have your talent and you have your capital you realize i only have so much time in the day so the balance part is if I want to spend six hours doing something fun, can that relate back to my business? And if it can't, what can I be doing with my capital or my you know resources or my team or whatever to leverage that? So can I be doing something that I enjoy and somebody else is taking care of something? And you know we're piggybacking when they're out of town, I'm doing other things. Right. It's, you know that, that's the, that's the balance part to me. It's. Once you realize you, like you said, you know, how do you say no? I think you say no to certain things when you have said yes to so many things and then realize, ooh, that that didn't really get me where I wanted to. And it's okay. It's a it's a learning experience. Sure. I, I don't think you can ever really effectively say no to things until you've ineffectively said yes to a <laughs> Not lot of things. R- right. And I think that's the biggest thing for an entrepreneur up and coming is, you know, you, you think you need to be everywhere and be seen because right. you do. But man, you know, it comes at a price, you and, know. And the, the the person that's in their early 20s or early 30s who thinks if I give up a potential opportunity to be somewhere or to go on a meeting or to take a client, they think in their head, if I give this opportunity up, how do I know that there'll be more opportunities yep. in the future, right? Absolutely. Versus the mindset of if I really know what I want and I know – where those opportunities are and I know what I have to do to cultivate and create them. Am I willing to take that time and leverage it and really focus and say, I can't allow those other things to kind of enter in and take away time because once I get those great opportunities and I'm focused on it, and maybe it's an ideal client, maybe it's an ideal networking relationship. Everybody's situation is different, but once you have those your your key element would be okay. Let's let me just spend more time with those people, and the more time I spend with them, I'm going to realize. All right, well, I like spending time with Joe and Steve and Mary, but you know Ken and Todd and these other folks, it's just not a fit. It's not right or wrong, right? But 
once you figure out what works, then you can say, okay, yeah, I'm definitely not I'm not going to go to that networking event because it's not that I don't want to meet a couple hundred people, but those relationships are going to take more time or it's, it's going to be a longer cycle. So why don't I go spend time with the two or three people that have already built a relationship that trust me and, and maybe see if I can add more value to them. You know? sure. So you, you learn it over time, and that's that's the only way that I can say no now. Like I say no to being on a board. I say no to some client opportunities. Or I'll say, you know, that might not be a fit for me, but let me get one of our other folks on our team to take lead with you. Right. And, you know, I, I can still be there if you need me. Sometimes people want to just work with you, and they're like, no, I want you to be my guy. Okay, well – Here's the way that's going to work, you know, and it, it, it's on my time, but I, I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say yes, as long as we, we agree to these you know, <laughs> right, terms, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that just happens over time. That's wisdom. That's learning from your mistakes. That's getting positive feedback from, you know, every relationship that some people are like, well, that was, that was stupid. I should have never done that. I've never looked at a decision and said, well, I should have never done that. I always say, did I learn from it? And can I make sure I don't make the same decision? And if I can do that, then it was worth it. Sure. But how, I mean, if I sit there and dog myself for all the bad decisions I made, you know, anybody can, you could spend all day doing that, you know, worrying about the stuff that didn't work out. Basically there's things that you control and things you don't control. I try to focus on the things I can't control and the things that are out of my control. I, I just have to, I have to work within that environment. This podcast is powered by E3 consultants group. E3 wants to awaken the inner entrepreneur in anyone who is ready to take control of their financial picture. E3's family office model is prepared to serve individuals, families, and business owners with the right mindset, regardless of your net worth. Visit our website, e3wealth.com to learn more. It's time to think differently. E3 Consultants Group. Educate. Empower. Enlighten. What do you think about entrepreneurs having coaches, right? So mm -hmm. I know that you have a few, yep. whether you want to touch on those or not. But the, the importance of one, uh, I always say, because they always say, look at a star athlete. Yep. But a star athlete, he can outperform his coach, but he's not as smart as his coach because the coach is working you know, on the business where right. the athlete's working in the business. And that's why it's good to have that third-party perspective to kind of – to you know, have something to throw and have it bounce back. So yeah. what do you say about having a coach? So I, I think the, the concept or the idea of having a coach should be understood from a standpoint of what, what area of your business or your life are you trying to improve? Right. So that coach has to have a purpose, right? So like you know, the, the big thing with Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, you know, all the championships they won, like Phil Jackson wasn't there to coach – Michael Jordan's ability. Phil Jackson was there to make sure that Michael's abilities were built into a system that optimized his ability to make the Bulls better. Right. And then, by the way, Michael wasn't better until they brought in Scottie Pippen and they had Dennis Rodgers. You, know, you had to put those different pieces together. That's what a coach does. Right. So if I've got a coach and I've worked with you know multiple coaches at different times, some were on – you know, an overall, you know, if you want to call it life coach or business coach that looked at, 
your your business, your personal life, your overall finances, your health. I've worked with you know coaches just focusing on communication, like neurolinguistic programming. We've got somebody we work with now that just focuses on energy or you know the way in which you, you think through different things. But to me, the coach's role has to be defined. So if I, if I just say, all right, well, I'm struggling, I'm going to go get a coach. And okay, so how is that coach going to make you better? Like, what are they going to focus on? I mean, right. you might have so much head trash that there's no way a good coach is going to make you successful right. unless you're willing to accept, I need somebody to fix me, you know, up in my head before my results are going to happen. Sure. You know, so I, I love the idea of having coaching, but I also love the idea of being a part of teams and being accountable and being honest. I also love the idea that, you know, when you present yourself to a client or a relationship, you let them know that you're not going to be all things to them. And right. that in order for you to yeah. really do your role, play your role or, or be their advocate or advisor or, you know, I'm, I'm your I'm your guy or girl. I have to make sure they understand I don't have all the answers. I, right. I think that's hopefully what a coach will – it'll be – the coach will help you figure out how to say no. The coach will help you say you re, if you really want to accomplish these things in the next 12 months, 24, 36 months, here are the, here are the things you're going to have to really decide, kind of make the hard decisions. Sure. But sometimes that can be done – not necessarily with a coach, but it could be done in a relationship, could be with a spouse, could be um, your chief operating officer, whoever you're going to trust and admire and believe that they have your best interest in mind. That's probably going to be that type of relationship. I always say, too, I mean, because there's a lot of coaches out there, right, that call themselves coaches. Sure. I always say don't don't take advice from someone you're not willing to trade places with. Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's a pretty – you know, that really narrows down the playing field, right? Yeah, and I, I think, too, from a um, – j- just from a mindset standpoint, the resources that, that you're trying to build, those should become more plentiful like because that's going to be your definition of success. Now, whether you measure it, measure it as your net worth or your cash flow or the value of your business or, you know, you're an expert in your field – Everybody's going to look at it differently. So I'm I'm not saying it's got to be a dollar amount or a size of your business. But once you get to a point where you start to realize that time is a scarce resource and it's probably your most scarce resource. Yeah, I finite. Think, yeah, it's finite. So once you realize that and you're like, oh, my God, I realize I got 24 hours a day. It's seven days. Like I don't get any more. And then you start to realize, oh, everybody else has the same amount of time. So it's at that point you start to figure out what are other resources. Can I get a coach? Can I get an assistant? Can I get a team that works with me? So you start leveraging other people's talent, leveraging other people's time. Like right. if my time is worth $500 an hour, your time's worth $20 an hour, what things can I have the $20 an hour person doing to free up my like that's the leverage. Right. Well, yeah. if you start to really think that way, I believe you can create whatever work-life balance you're looking for. But that's hard to do because you got to start really locking down on what you're good at, what you're not good at. You got to be real honest with yourself. And I don't know that very many entrepreneurs are willing to do that. 
Sure. Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, it is being honest because, you know, the fake it till you make it thing, which was made famous, you know, uh, I believe in it. It does work. But you got to know what you're faking and why you're faking it. Eventually, you got to be honest with certain things to get to certain levels. But the important thing that I think, too, that that they'll take away from this podcast with what you said is it's one thing that everyone's got a a different definition for success. Could be money, could be time, could be vacation, wine, whatever you want it to be. But more importantly, the work-life balance situation, so many people think of like the Tim Ferriss four-hour work week, and that's not reality. So even you should have not only your own definition of success, but balance. Yeah. What do you want? Maybe you need to work more, spend less time off. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you have a family, maybe you don't. But it's really writing down those, I think, concrete ideas of what success is, which is then going to help you get the definition of what balance means to you. Right. And that's going to start putting it in perspective. But, yes, you have to be honest with where you're at. Well, and I also – and like my kind of final comment to, to wrap up this podcast because I, I promised that we would we would do it in a, a reasonable amount of time versus our, our, our normal <laughs> yeah. our normal rants that just could go on for days, right. you know, because – from a from a time standpoint, you know, time stands still at E3 Studios. It you, does. You know, there's no <laughs> clocks in the room. We don't we don't know what time it is. Right. You know, we're pumping in the oxygen like they do in in Vegas. No clocks, uh, just ideas. Th- that's right. So to me, like the way I look at it now, the 23 years that I've put into building, you know, my quote unquote entrepreneurial empire, there was a purpose behind it, and the purpose was I wanted to get to a point where when I made a decision to do something, whether it was with my family or with the community or an investment or, hey, I'm going to I'm going to spend more time playing golf or I want to learn more about wine or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a guy that likes really expensive bourbon or whatever it is. For me, there was always a purpose to it, meaning that I could enjoy it. But it also becomes a leverage point for conversations with people or, you know, going golfing with folks. I learned early on that that was a great way to build your business if you knew what you were doing. Right. You know, so it's like to me, everybody thinks, oh, well, you go you, you, you now you're to a point where you don't need to worry about stuff. And you're you know, you're going to go on a trip if you want. or you going to like all of that's still calculated for me. Like it's, it's still time. Like if yeah. I'm going to be out of the office because I'm out of town with my wife that that's time that I'm going to spend on the plane reading material or I'm going to start writing a new book or you know I just have to get away to do those things. Yeah. I can't do them when I'm in the office. No. Because when you're in the office it's you 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 know you're handling you're landing the planes and doing different <laughs> things. So there there's a there's a point to that. It's like for me doing the things that I love and 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 being a part of my business they don't have to be separate. Now that's me. Some people they want to leave the office, turn the phone off, don't answer emails. They want to completely unplug. I'm not like that. Like I don't I, – and I don't need to be. I don't need to unplug to still enjoy the other things that I'm doing. I don't need to unplug to sit back, watch a Cardinal game, smoke a cigar, drink bourbon, and then you know, at 8 o'clock at night, one of my best clients calls me on my cell phone. I can take that call. Now, if I don't feel like taking the phone call, I'll let it go to voicemail. But if I think, okay, I'm wondering why that person's calling me, let me let me answer that phone, have a five-minute call with them, say, you know what, I, I understand now what's going on. I'm glad I took this call. Let me get our team into it. I don't, I don't have to, like, stop what I'm doing. Right. But that's my ability to kind of compartmentalize, make sure a client knows that if they called that late, they w- hopefully they wouldn't just be calling to 
just to call for the heck of it. Right. Unless they wanted to talk about the Cardinals, then maybe, you know, maybe that was the, the reason exception. all along. Right. But I think to me, that's that's the point where you have to get to a comfort level for yourself. My work-life balance is completely different than yours. It's going to be completely different than anybody else. So the idea like the Tim Ferriss four-hour work week or, you know, Dan Sullivan's free day, focus day, buffer day, like all of those are great tools and, and they help frame things for you. But I've yet to find all of that coaching and all of those resources. Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, Gary V, same thing. Like I love listening to what he says and the ideas and how he wants to crush it and how he's doing it. I'm not going to do it the way he's doing it. Right. But I can learn from him. Sure. I yeah. can say, you know what? I could go like Gary V for a week. Right. But but I've got other things that I want to do. <laughs> right. You know, so like to me, make it your own. Enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it, you need to change it. That's really it, yeah. right? Regardless of the ideas and stuff to build your own structure, you have to check in with yourself. And if Absolutely. you don't like what you're doing, then you need to tweak it. But the answer is not another book and another idea. Right. And then I would the last thing I would say is if you have people around you, you know, your circle of trust, the people that you admire, whether it's family, kids, you know, parents, um, coworkers, whatever, like when you feel out of balance, you should reach out to them and say, hey, I'm feeling out of balance. Are you seeing anything in me or like what? Like get their feedback yeah. because the the good ones will give you honest feedback. Yeah. And if you open that dialogue, then they'll know in advance the next time that you're comfortable. If you just say, hey, man, you seem a little off. Is, is everything OK? And and you might be like, ah, no, I'm fine. But in your head, you're like, no, I'm not. And I'm glad they noticed it. And then, you know, you might come back at the end of the week and say, hey, thanks for kind of. Kind of just setting me right. I, I was a little off. I had some things that were bothering me. Hey, you want to talk about, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, people need. You, you, nobody's a robot. You can't, you can't just I've tried, operate. But yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah, learn. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, there's, there's no, last time I checked, there hasn't been a good robot movie, cyborg movie, anything that, you know, turns out well, yeah. you know, from a human being perspective. So yeah. you just got to, you got to figure out a way to download it, operate, and then, you know, recharge the battery. Awesome. All right, Chris, I appreciate it. I love it, man. Thank you. No problem. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us via email at info at e3wealth.com, via Twitter at e3wealthstl, or find us on Facebook at e3consultants group. This material is provided for informational purposes only and is educational in nature. It should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. A financial professional must have a complete understanding of someone's financial picture in order to advise and act in their best interest. Please consult with a financial professional, tax advisor, or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Specific investments may not be deemed suitable for all listeners, and this podcast should not be deemed as an offer or recommendation of any investment. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Both are located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. 
Kalos Capital Incorporated and Kalos Management Incorporated do not provide tax or legal advice. Neither E3 Consultants Group, E3 Wealth, or E3 Tax are an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.